0: Hello, and welcome to Sip and Savor. I'm your host, Megha McSwain. As many of you may know, I am an Indian-born American. I moved to this country when I was three years old from Mumbai, and Houston has been my home for more than 35 years. Naturally, I've been a huge supporter of local Indian restaurants around town. My family and I thrived on the many cafes, sweet shops, and Indian grocery stores in the Mahatma Gandhi district in the 80s and 90s. And not only did we feel that comfort from dining on foods we were familiar with in India, but we were able to support other immigrant families who had moved to Houston. Today, as a food writer living in literally one of the most diverse cities in the nation, I feel so proud of the many wonderful ways Houstonians can experience Indian cuisine. The scene is pretty impressive, I have to say, because not only are there mainstream restaurants helmed by talented female chefs in trendy neighborhoods like Pondicherry and Kieran's, but there are food trucks, there are fast casual cafes with menus reflecting the many regions of India, and most recently there has been the addition of Musafir, which takes fine dining, not just with Indian food, but fine dining altogether to a whole new level. Wasafir arrived after much anticipation in the summer of 2020, dead in the middle of the pandemic, within the Houston Galleria, completing the four points which anchor this portion of the mall, joining Nobu, Blanco Tacos and Tequila, and Fig and Olive. The name Wasafir means traveler in Hindi and in Urdu, which is appropriate because from the moment you set foot inside, You embark on a culinary journey unlike anything else in Houston, and quite honestly, unlike anything I have ever experienced before anywhere else in the country. The 10,000 square foot space is neatly compartmentalized into a variety of dining rooms, which allows for a unique and different experience every time. There's the agnan, a light-filled courtyard-like dining room, which serves as the heart of the restaurant. It offers lively views of the bar and easy access to the terrace, dreamy with day beds draped in linens and peppered with colorful cushions. There's the traveler's room, which boasts a towering fourteen foot tall statue of Musafir, a lone traveler. But my favorite is the Shish Mahal or the Palace of Mirrors. Even more stunning than it sounds, the walls of this dining area are crafted from more than 200,000 pieces of hand-cut mirror now i know what you must be thinking restaurants like this so grand and so particular about the aesthetic of the space sometimes don't deliver when it comes to the food this is not true of musafir the executive chef here is mayank iswal an alum of taj hotels in india Not only is he skilled when it comes to cooking, but he's a food historian and sheds light on the foundations of traditional Indian food. He offers origin stories and shares how certain dishes have evolved with influence from other countries throughout history. In preparing for this role, my aunt joined Musafir owners Mitu and Shami Malik on a 100-day journey across India's 29 states in an effort to educate himself, collect recipes, and garner inspiration for the menu. With that being said, I will share that while the menu does offer a modern take on Indian cuisine, it is still a solid, authentic representation of great Indian food. Mayank does a wonderful job of being creative while not straying from tradition. Alongside Mayank is Himanshu Desai, the lead mixologist and bar manager who has developed a fun beverage program consisting of craft cocktails built with ingredients indigenous to India And that serve as vibrant pairings for Muzaffar's beautiful plates. So I always like to share a little known fact about myself in each episode. And since we're talking about Indian food and restaurants today, I have to share this. So as a longtime food writer in Houston and an Indian one at that, I will get asked a lot where to go for good Indian food or what dishes I recommend for first timers. But even though I was born in Mumbai and have been back a number of times to visit throughout my life, and even though my parents raised my sister and I on home-cooked Indian food, there's still so much I don't know about it. I know the basics and I know what I like to eat. Like I love chicken tikka masala. I could eat garlic naan all day, but I am the person who will call my mom while I'm at an Indian restaurant and ask what's in this dish or what's that ingredient. So for this reason and more, I have been fascinated with Musafir. There is so much thought put into the menu. It changes seasonally, but they also offer tasting menus and holiday menus. So there are a lot of opportunities for Chef Mayank to storytell and expand on the recipes he has created, and I love that. So today we're going to really get into the sip portion of Sip and Savor. I'm sitting down with Himanshi Desai to sample three cocktails, which best represent their beverage program. I've dined at Musafir before, and I know the food and drinks are fabulous, but I want to know what his inspiration was for certain cocktails and his thoughts on creating the proper program for this kind of food. I will also sample a few dishes and speak with Chef Mayank about the love story between food and drink at Musafir. Let's travel together to Uptown to visit one of Houston's most beautiful restaurants. Welcome Himanshu Desai. Thank you so much for speaking with me.
1: Thank you for giving this opportunity.
0: So you are the um, bar manager of Musafir, which is quite a title to carry. Musafir is known for such wonderful artistic uh, dishes. And so the drinks kind of uh, are expected to sort of match, correct? Absolutely. So you uh, moved to Houston uh, when Musafir opened and that was in 2020, which is, in the summer, May 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. True. Interesting time to open.
1: (laughs) Not really, but then we made it happen.
0: Right, yes. So let me talk to you a little bit about your background. You have a very impressive background. You were the first uh, to represent India in the uh, Remy Martin Talent Academy competition. True. So can you tell us a little bit about that competition, if people don't know about it or haven't heard about it before?
1: Absolutely. So it's a global cocktail competition hosted by Remy Martin every year. And since India doesn't have a big cognac market, as we all know, they never consider India, actually. But then in 2018, they decided to give an Indian bartender an opportunity. And I was fortunate enough that in an entire country, they they chose me to represent India. Uh, So I was competing with the world's top 15 mixologists in Cognac, France. Uh, and I was that fortunate sounds enough incredible. To, I was fortunate enough to come second in the world wow so that was an incredible experience because I was very nervous to be honest because I had never competed in a competition and to again, no matter what you do in life, but when you say that you're going to represent your country, it's a big, big responsibility on your shoulder right there. So I was a bit nervous, to be honest. Plus, as I said, I'd never competed in a competition. But then I went there. I just... Uh, killed I, it. You killed it. <laughs> uh, yes. So I was like, yeah, as I said, I was fortunate enough. And that was my biggest opportunity. Uh, actually, not opportunity. Sorry. The achievement till date.
0: Great. That's awesome. So Musafa is lucky to have you.
1: Uh, I would say that I am lucky to be part of Oh, That's a sweet thing
0: to say. So, you know, one of the biggest things I hear when people talk about Indian food is that, um, you know, it's so spicy. That's what they expect, right? So it's always interesting to see what cocktails are going to pair when they go out to eat Indian food. Uh, People tend, and tell me if I'm wrong, but people tend to go with a white wine instead of a red wine. They'll go with a sweeter cocktail as opposed to something bolder and boozier. So I want to talk to you today about kind of how you overcome... Uh, those biases and also, um, you know, taste a few different things that Musafra has to offer.
1: Absolutely. So as you said, rightly, there's a lot of wrong perceptions said about Indian cuisine in terms of flavor and what exactly go well with the food. Uh, I would like to uh, tell everybody who's listening to this conversation that uh, uh, Indian food is not spicy, it's spice. So there's always a huge difference between uh, spicy and spice. So yes, our food is very spice because we are really proud of those amazing spices we have. And as the chef taught me, it's chili hot. And no, not all the Indian dishes are going to be chili hot. And as they said that Indian cuisine, like I grew up in India eating Indian food. I worked in a lot of different concepts before in my life. But this is my literally first hardcore uh, authentic Indian cuisine to work with, and I myself did not know that there are so many incredible flavors to work with.
0: Right. Indian food really has a lot of complex flavor profiles. Um, Like you said, not everything is spicy, but it is full of a lot of spice and flavor. So I think that's the the uh, misconception. But let's talk about uh, some of the cocktails that you have here. Uh, We're going to try three cocktails today and then pair them with some dishes that are kind of really popular here and some different uh, proteins. Absolutely. So uh, let's get started. Uh, The first one is the uh, Adra Kisutra. Did I pronounce that right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So that cocktail is very, very special to me. And also, it's our highest selling cocktail from the day we open. It's in the menu from day one. And the reason is it's inspired from my childhood uh, nostalgia, actually, because back in India, everybody will agree that whenever you fall sick or something, your grandma tend to give you a milk, honey, ginger, and turmeric. And she asks you to drink no matter what happens to you. Those
0: are all great things. If you're sick. Absolutely. That always helps. Yeah, but
1: I used to, to be honest, I used to absolutely hate that because I used to always <laughs> avoid drinking that. But then, you know, I grew up and I tried all the same ingredient with the alcohol and it was better. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like a tribute to my grandmother. Uh, she's unfortunately no more like there. But then like this is literally... You're drinking alcohol at the same time, you're consuming turmeric and ginger, which is really, things. really good for your right. health. So I just often joke mm-hmm. about it. It's a healthiest cocktail to have. Right. But it's in a way true because in no matter what form you're consuming turmeric and ginger, it's always going to help you. Right.
0: Sure. And, you know, th- th- the one thing about musafar is not only is the space so beautiful and so grand and there's so much eye candy just when you enter the doors, but the food, the plates are so beautiful as well. And so right off the bat, this cocktail is gorgeous. It's bright yellow in color. It's got a beautiful garnish and you want to drink it. You want to take pictures of it and then you you. want to drink it.
1: Thank you. So that garnish you can see is a beautiful candied ginger. We make it in house. So that kind of complements the drink. And as you all know that ginger always helps you to digest the food and the Indian food is quite complex. And a lot of people, are not pretty much used to it. So that's why we thought of having a drink with a turmeric and ginger, which is a perfect drink to start your meal, which is kind of going to help you to digest all the complex food and amazing food you're going to have. Right, now that
0: makes sense as well. Um, And, you know, that tells you really how much thought you put in to each cocktail. That candied ginger, like you said, is made in-house. So each layer of this cocktail is just really made with love.
1: Absolutely. And actually, it it has a lot to do with the overall company's vision because when the the owners found me back in India, the chef found me in India, they were really clear from the day one. Uh, In fact, from the very first minute, we had a conversation that what exactly they want to execute at Musafir because I've worked, I mean, this is my 11th year in the industry and I worked with a lot of bars and restaurants before, which we kind of like a freestyle concept wherein anything randomly you can make anything, put in a menu and you can call it my way or highway and you can sell it. But they were really, really clear from the day one that how exactly they wanna execute. There was a huge pressure because obviously they said, it's gonna be the most beautiful Indian restaurant ever built in the world. (laughs) So I was quite thrilled for that. But then at the same time, the responsibility was huge. But as you said that every cocktail has some story, some uh, inspiration, some logic for being in the menu and it's nothing is random here. And I think it has a lot to do with the owners who themselves are really well-traveled actually. They know beverages really well along with the food, obviously, and top of that to work with an incredible chef like Mayank Estuwal, who is, I would call, an encyclopedia of the spices and the Indian flavor. So that kind of everything combines and this all, everybody helps and uh, puts in so much of effort and thought process and that kind of pushes all the boundaries and then we come up with this incredible cocktail.
0: Right, and that makes it more fun to drink.
1: Absolutely. You know
0: that they really put a lot of effort into that cocktail. So, all right, let's try this and we're gonna pair it with a dish that Chef is bringing out. I guess we'll, here's Chef Mayank. Oh wow, okay, this dish is just as bright and colorful as this cocktail. So such a perfect pairing. Hello, Chef Mayank. Thanks for joining us.
2: It's my pleasure. Always good to see you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, you're going to tell me a little bit about this dish, which uh, we'll pair with the Adrukki Sutra.
2: So, the best part is uh, Adrukki Sutra definitely have turmeric and ginger. And the de- name of the dish is Mitu's coriander prawn. So, this dish is the family recipe from the owner Mitu. And it's, it's the best part uh, is that this recipe is from her mom. Oh. So this, That's uh,
0: lovely. Yeah,
2: and uh, this is one of the best sellers in wow. the menu. So the flavor profiles is uh, how we cook the shrimps is, is basically the first-pressed coconut milk that is uh, flavored with uh, onions, then ginger, and then, of course, the turmeric, then a tons of cilantro that goes in because it's the mitus coriander prawn. Right. That's the name of the dish. And the different parts of cilantro is the leaves. Right. The, the cilantro stalks is very flavorful, and the cilantro seed, that are used in the spice plant.
0: Right, see people hear cilantro and they just think it's just that leafy green, but there's so much more to it.
2: Exactly. So we use like three different uh, styles of cilantro right there. The stem, the stalks that, that I was talking about, the leaves and the seeds as well.
0: And it's so, all that turmeric that gives this a bright beautiful. yellow color. Exactly. Which is which is great, it goes great with that with the cocktail.
2: Yes, and we we don't just use the turmeric powder. Uh, we use the fresh turmeric roots, and then that's more flavorful, I think. Right, oh, of course. And uh, that has a lot of medicinal values as well. And the best part. So is, you don't have to feel bad about it when you're <laughs> eating
0: it. It's guiltless, right? <laughs> exactly,
2: and it goes very well with the copra pau. That was the addition that we did in the restaurant with the family recipe. So the copra pow literally means uh, uh, coconut flavored bread. Oh wow! So what we do is we take the desiccated coconut. Uh, We cook the desiccated coconut uh, with uh, a specific spice blend of 22 different spices, make it like really flavorful and then we add to the dough of the bread and then we proof the bread and then we bake it It come out really amazing. We just quickly uh, butter toss it, the bread itself, and then of course when it is super crisp then we top our bread with the shrimps. Wow,
0: all right, well let's give this a try. Thank you so much. wow, this is so refreshing. It looks that way, and it actually is that way. It's got that citrus flavor. You can get a sense of that ginger, and it's... I could drink a lot of this.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you liked
0: it. <laughs> and it pairs so well uh, with the dish because both are subtle, and you can, you can really um, distinguish between the flavors of the toast and the prawn and all that cilantro, and it just um, it doesn't overlap. You know, it doesn't. The drink doesn't overstep the dish, which is excellent.
1: True. I'm. Mean, I'm glad you liked it. And uh, the reason behind adding the citrus is because, as we discussed, that turmeric and ginger are really good for your health. But not to forget, they are quite bold in terms of flavor. Sure. So I had to cut the sharpness because I did try making the same cocktail without any citrus. Uh, but then it was great, but then it was like too, uh, like dominating in terms of, it was not palatable. Like I finished one cocktail and asked myself, would I drink second? And I was like, um, maybe then we made the same cocktail. Everything remains the same with citrus and it really, really worked better.
0: Right. Like this one, you could definitely order a second one. Um because it goes down very easy you don't feel like it's got that syrupy sweet taste um, and all of the flavors are very balanced True. and you know on a like you said on this on this beautiful patio at Missa on a warm ish Houston day you could have a couple of these
1: absolutely and feel really no. good absolutely thank you. I'm glad you liked it sure.
0: So the next cocktail uh, is is a little bit boozier uh, it's a little bit I guess heavier is that the right word
1: Oh uh, yes boozier would be a perfect word yeah. okay
0: So tell me about this one. It's your take on an old fashioned.
1: Absolutely. So this is called a Shami's old fashioned. So Shami is one of our owner's name, and the old fashioned is named after him. And it's kind of like a tribute to uh, him. So what happened is when I moved to Houston, uh, he invited me and executive chef Mayank Iswal to his house for a dinner, which was amazing. Uh, When we were there, he thought of uh, making an old-fashioned for all of us actually because he absolutely love old fashions and bourbons and the Manhattans. So he said, Himanshu, let me make you an old-fashioned. I was like, that will be an honor. So actually, he said, uh, he was making an old-fashioned while we were having a dinner and there was a dark chocolate lying on his dining table randomly. So I just told him, like, can I eat the dark chocolate? And everybody was surprised that why would I do that? But I said, just like out of curiosity and he said, please go ahead. So while I was sipping on old-fashioned, I took a bite on a dark chocolate and i found out that it was working really well because bourbon has a hint of toffee vanilla caramel all this stuff so when i bite on chocolate when you uh having old-fashioned it did change the flavor really well so i got lost on the dining table for a moment and then again to go further like he was wearing a a uh, very unique uh, cologne oud actually, which is a very very popular cologne from Middle East actually, and it has uh, a essence of sandalwood in it. Oh wow! Uh, so again, everybody was enjoying the dinner, and again I got lost on the table. I was like, let's create an old fashioned, but then how to add this fragrance like the perfume? You were all your drink?
0: senses were just taking you away. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> I was lost to be honest, and this was like the inspiration was quite random, but then turned out really well. So after that, I don't know. I was like, I want to make an old fashioned, and I want a sandalwood in it. Now we all know that sand. Sandalwood is not something which is very common ingredient to use it in your cuisine. Right. Because it's been used in India for long and now kind of like a ban prohibited in India. So I was like, how am I supposed to do that? But however, then we found the food grade uh, edible sandalwood powder, which we imported from India. Wow, I had never
0: heard of that.
1: Exactly. Incredible. So after searching a lot, it took me a while to find that. Then we imported that edible sandalwood powder from India, actually. And then now the next question was, old-fashioned is pretty... straightforward, very simple, and very, very strong in terms of history. So I was like, I don't want to do something which is going to take away the entire essence and the complexity of the old fashioned. So I was like, I have to be very mindful about how I twist this cocktail. So I- Right, you wanted
0: to keep it it, it, like the signature drink that it is, but put your own subtle twist on it.
1: True. So then I like, uh, let's infuse this sandalwood in the bourbon and let's try it. But then that kind of like dominated the entire drink really, really badly. And all I could taste was just sandalwood so I was like it's not working I was pretty uh disappointed but then they always said that never give up so I did not unfortunately (laughs) and then what I did I infused that same sandalwood powder in a water actually because when you make an old-fashioned old-fashioned is nothing but you are diluting the bourbon with bitters and a cube of sugar so I was like let's rather than diluting it a lot let's just make a sandalwood water and add in a drink which is called a hyper dilution. So you're not really stirring the drink with the ice. You are just adding the right amount of water in it right away. So I did that and it worked really well. And now everybody who comes to Musafir, I hardly remember anybody goes for a classic old fashioned Oh, because you
0: offer a classic old fashioned and then the chamois old fashioned. Okay, so you can get it either
1: way. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then I've been receiving some of the greatest compliment on this drink that people said that they've been traveling all around the world and they are a huge old fashioned lover. And this is the best old fashioned they have ever hired in their life. So I'm quite happy with the creation. And top of that, it's named after our owner. So I had to I had to make sure that it's something. Right.
0: What an interesting inspiration story, because it was all it all came from that moment of you dining with him in his house home, from his cologne to the dark chocolate on the table, and uh, that's really interesting. Well, I will say this looks like a traditional old-fashioned, but it's garnished with a lovely piece of dark chocolate stamped with the Musafra logo, so it's really stunning. It's It really is a, a pretty cocktail.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a try before so, we pair it yes, with something. So
1: you have to have a sip on that old-fashioned, and then that chocolate. You can take a bite on that chocolate, and then you'll see the next sip, the flavors will change, actually. Okay, so chocolate.
0: have a sip first yes. without it, okay? Oh, wow. Okay, there is that sandalwood. I can definitely taste that. Now do I take a sip and try it with the dark chocolate?
1: You can now bite I'll on bite. a chocolate, okay. yeah. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, what a, that's, that's
1: lovely. Thank you.
0: That does pair very well together.
1: And I know, right? And sandalwood, again, I mean, if you even, I mean, anybody Google also, like if you say sandalwood cocktail, you wouldn't find anything, to be honest. So I was quite uh, happy with that right. result. Right, so unique. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, so we're going to try pairing this shami's uh, old-fashioned with a dish. So tell me about this dish.
2: So the dish is called uh, uh Since we opened the restaurant uh, last year, this is amongst the top seller in the restaurant and uh it's a lamb chop uh that is like five times marinated and five times flavor i was gonna say because it
0: looks five times saucy <laughs> this is a saucy lamb chop yeah
2: but it's it's absolutely amazing the best part is uh it is marinated for 12 hours it sits in the marination then a second marination is for 36 hours it like has become like super tender and then it is cooked in the tandoor the clay oven so uh a lot of viewers that, or the listeners that are, they don't know about it, like but clay oven is the oldest oven known to the mankind. It's like 4,500 years ago. Right. And uh, I, I was lucky to be at that site of Indus Valley civilization called Kalibangan on the northern western frontier of India and uh, i saw it it's it's unbelievable
0: right oh i'm sure uh, yes
2: so so we have a tandoor in the kitchen as well and We and it is made...
0: popular very popular in indian cooking
2: exactly you use it
0: for other things other things
2: as well right so the lamb chop is cooked after the two marination the moment it comes out of the tandoor we apply another marination on top and then it sits on the moist himalayan cider wood that they source from the himalayan mountains up north wow in india and then what we do is we, we pour...
0: You're taking me away. You're allowing me to travel in my mind right now. I exactly. love
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason it's very complex. It's, yes. it's, it's a- unbelievable. And then we pour uh, the smoked wow. garlic oil on top that sizzles. And this oil drips on the moist wood, the Mullen cider wood. And what happens is because the wood is moist, it imparts the woody notes into the lamb chops. So making it like five times flavored and marinated. Yes. So that, that's the reason.
0: Now, how, why do you think this dish particularly pairs well with the old fashioned?
2: Because uh, old fashioned, of course, you know, I like my bourbons. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's, it's it's heavier on the palate and, and, and red meat goes really, really well with that. And of course the flavor profile that goes in, I've, we use the chilies in here uh, because bourbons are, I, I think it's heavy because the, the amount of sugar uh, that goes in the, into the bourbon, making of the bourbon. And uh, uh, the, the heavy lamb chops, it is perfect uh, with the bourbon. It cuts that meatiness uh, uh, of, right. of the lamb chops, you know, that the bourbon whiskey is so specifically. Tell,
0: tell me one thing. Now, I can see people coming in here and grabbing their fork and knife and eating the lamb chop properly. And, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to grab it with my hands and I'm going to take a bite.
2: That's the perfect. <laughs> I, I, you know, I tell people... Uh, that's the way to have it. Because I mean, food you can eat it so with fork a fork and knife. Yeah,
0: but I'm going. Yeah, right. I want to eat it like I'm going to really yeah. eat this. So there's more on the plate. Exactly. So, so we tell me have, about
2: that. Uh, so we have the creme fresh that is flavored with beetroot, and then we have uh, the onions that you see the white onions that are grilled uh, and charred in the tandoor and it's spiced up with the kebab masala, and then we have the egg- eggplants that is marinated with uh, some sesame, chili, and cilantro. And uh, that goes really, really well with this. So, so do this you recommend dipping
0: it in the crème fraîche and, and then, then having the, they the... have
2: a bite of the onions, okay. like the crunch of the onions, and then of course the creaminess of the eggplant. The eggplant. Oh,
0: excellent! Well, okay, okay, let's give this a try. Uh huh. Oh, it is saucy. Oh. Mm. Oh wow. That is so tender.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm going to mm. try it with a cocktail. Mm-hmm took a big bite <laughs> that's perfect
2: thank you yeah
0: the savory lamb chop with that sweet booziness of the cocktail it yeah. really bounces
2: well yeah it is perfect thank you thank you very much okay i'm finishing yeah. this off yeah. of course
0: Okay, so we're on to our third cocktail, uh, the gin and tonic. This is called the Rebirth. And you guys are very well known for your gin and tonics here. You have a lot of them on the menu, and they're just as picture perfect as the other cocktails. But tell me more about them.
1: So I'm really, really obsessed with gin and tonic. And they also call that the gin and tonic it was a match made in heaven to be honest and i'm like i just <laughs> that's
0: probably that's true yeah. Yeah.
1: so I'm, I'm really upset with gin and tonic but what happened is back i still remember the day i was back in uh, dubai when i was very young i was working as a bartender and there was a one uh, british uh, guest at the bar who used to come all the time and order the gin and tonic right away and one day out of curiosity i was just having a conversation with him and i asked him like how and when exactly the gin and tonic was originated back in uk you know tell me more about it why it's so popular and he laughed and i was like what happened and he said who told you that it was created back in uk i was like well everybody says that he said no it was originated in india oh wow and i was pretty surprised i was like you you're kidding right and he said no i'm extremely serious so he told me a very very interesting story so i just would like to quickly share so Uh, Back in early 19th century, when uh, during the British Raj in India, uh, so Britishers, wherever they used to travel across the world, uh, they used to carry gin with them because they were always very, very obsessed with gin. And during that time, there was a huge issue of malaria was going on in India. So one of the, like the genius doctor in India created a tonic water for the malaria cure. So what happened is he ended up mixing the quinine in a water with some citrus, And it helped Britishers or everybody else cure the malaria, actually. And then the guy said that, why don't you mix your gin in that tonic water? And he did that. So that was a kind of win-win situation that it helped them to cure the malaria. And at the same time, they could drink gin all day. (laughs) So I was pretty surprised. So I further read about this in detail. And I was pretty proud that, wow, like gin and tonic with the world cannot stop drinking today. It was uh, originated in India. Mm -hmm.
0: Very interesting. So so you have several on the menu, and what are the differences between them? When people are reading the menu, what are they looking for? Like, what, what makes them all different?
1: So first, people are not really expecting the way we serve them because most of the places, I wouldn't say everybody, but most of the places serve gin and tonic just uh, straight away in a highball glass with a lemon or lime as a garnish. Right. But our each gin is, we have studied our each gin. Uh, every gin comes with a different, different... Uh, flavor profile, like in terms of the bitters we use, the garnish we use, the herbs, addition of herbs in that, we understand the gin really well. And Mm. it all comes with a different, different tonic water as well. So we have six different types of tonic. And again, uh, it's a, it's an ultimate treat for all the gin and tonic lovers.
0: Right, so you can have a different one each time and really get to experience different flavors. True. And another thing I like that you guys do here is you bring out the cocktail as is uh, in the glass and then you bring the tonic water so people can add the tonic uh, at their discretion. And that's because some people like them a little bit boozier and some people like them a little bit more tonic-heavy.
1: True. And it also looks, uh, to be honest, uh, the elegant also because we use the Tree Tonic, which is the... Uh, most premium tonic to use in your gin and tonic actually one of the most successful I said and at the same time it gives you a better control about your gin and tonic like some people as you mentioned like really really boozy or some people like it like quite diluted, which is super easy going. So that's why we let the guests decide that how much ever they're comfortable pouring in.
0: And then it has that Instagrammable moment, right? When they're pouring it in. And then you have well, some yes. that change colors when you add the tonic in. So that's always fun. A little bit more, you know, it adds to the experience.
1: True. I mean, for most, for us, most important is the taste, the how exactly sure, it tastes. Course. But mm-hmm. however, as you said that it doesn't harm for sure. So why not? I mean, if it looks gorgeous and it, at the same time, tastes amazing. It's kind of like a win-win situation, isn't it?
0: Right, this is one of those picture-perfect cocktails that you want. If you know, it, it like it's like an accessory at the table. It's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So let's give this one a try. Um, so shall I pour this tonic water in? I like it medium boozy.
1: Okay, maybe so, heavy. Uh, boozy. Before you try that, I would like to quickly explain this particular gin. Oh yes, gin and of tea. course. So it's it's called gin and tea. And when I say tea, it means the tea literally. So what we did is we picked the Tanqueray Sevilla gin, which launched in uh, Texas last month only, actually. So what is so unique about that gin is uh, they have picked some Sevilla orange from Spain and they distilled the gin which uh, extract those amazing uh, uh, citrusy orangey flavor into gin. So what we did, we picked that gin which was quite unique. People are not really used to that yet. And then there is a very specific tea which we have which was created for Musafir. So that tea is uh, created with the concept of roots to flower. So what happened is we we collaborated with one of the farm and they created an amazing tea by picking some roots, some herbs, some plants and some flowers. And that tea we infused further in a gin, actually. And then we add some pine needle for that refreshing and gorgeous look and edible flowers. So. I think that uh, gin and tea stand for gin and tonic, but here I also call it gin and tea.
0: Right, that's very cool. uh, And
1: like this tea has a lot of health benefits as well. So again, as I mentioned during my first cocktail, I always focus on mindful and healthy drinking actually. So you're drinking alcohol, but at the same time, the ingredients are very healthy they are not really artificial or therapy
0: right and you know you don't you think that you can really do that with cocktails you don't have to have coke or sprite in your cocktail you can have really natural bold flavors and then add that booze in for that fun but you know you 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 can be mindful of those other ingredients Absolutely. actually
1: i mean to be honest uh, coke is the worst ingredient you can use in your <laughs> cocktail or any drink to be honest. It just kills the flavor of the alcohol itself. Right. No offense to everybody who drinks that. Well, the I
0: think that's thing. why people do it is because they don't want to taste the alcohol. But of course, this is just a totally it's different... It's This is apples yeah, and oranges, absolutely. but yeah, that's different. Um, but no, I have noticed with all three cocktails that there isn't that syrupy, sweet aftertaste, which sometimes you get, which makes it harder to get a second one. I'm on my third one and I'm having a great time. Well, so that's
1: wonderful. That's exactly <laughs> what we want.
0: So let's try this one out. Um, and we're pairing this with octopus. So we're going to let Chef Mayank tell us about this dish, dish, which is also stunning on the plate.
2: So uh, basically, you know, I'm a very curious chef.
0: So, <laughs> I, I would say so. Uh,
2: yes. So, uh, you know, all my life I've seen our uh, chefs, uh, you know, I've worked with a lot of chefs all, all around the world. They always use the, the, the tentacles of the octopus, you know, always they cook the octopus Right. That's how they, you
0: commonly see it. See yeah. it,
2: yeah. So uh, one day I remember uh, I was in Mexico and uh, I just cut the octopus with the scissor and I see uh, like, like the tentacles sure. and I saw the cross section. It was very fascinating. Uh, then I, I always work on my modern techniques and everything. And so I, then I combined all the tentacles together by cutting the cross section. It looked, it looked like a mosaic. Right. I said, oh, wow, it looks beautiful. The patterns were made amazing. I said, let me try it. So I cooked the octopus for like 55 minutes in a poaching liquor with uh, so many different spices, uh, you know, like specifically a lot of lemon in there. And uh, then I glued the octopus tentacles with the meat glue. And then I created a- Meat glue? Meat glue, yes.
0: I've never heard of it.
2: Yes, it's a a, a modern technique to to glue, uh, you can glue the fish, you can glue meat, any kind of meat. Is
0: it for appearance To make patterns. Right, For the patterns,
2: that you can, like, like, beautiful patterns you can create out of that.
0: Right, because I want to say this octopus on the plate doesn't look like anything you've seen before. This is, like, four or five, ten- is it five? Yes, five, five, five. tentacles, like you said, glued together into yes. a perfect circle, yeah.
2: uh, and the, it's this, on a stunning this, this, plate. this came out after, like, six trials. Oh wow! Yes, the first time when I did, I could not see the the demarcations for different tentacles because it was just a meat glue that that is white in color. Right. It, it looked like oh no, I think the experiment completely failed.
0: Right. And then so I tried took...
2: different spice blends. It's still the same. Then I said it's a white plate. I'm going to use. So what should I do? Then I, I, you know, then I used to do like long time back the activated charcoal. Okay. Uh, it's like edible. Right. So I, but I did. I, I combined my spice blend with the activated charcoal and then and with the meat glue, I made up formula wow. and this is how I glued it together this is
0: like science it's so interesting <laughs>
2: yeah absolutely
0: wow. and, and
2: and then came up with this idea when I saw when I finally got it I said this is the sixth experiment let's do it when I sliced it perfect yes and i could see those a uh, perfect mosaic patterns as you see the demarcation of black that is with the it's anterior. stunning
0: yeah. it's absolutely gorgeous and
2: it is paired with so many different things you see the jellies on the side this is basically the nimbupani that we call in india the lemonade right. that you find in the streets right so, uh, so 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 a lot of lemons and limes are native to india a lot of people know, don't know that and it traveled all around the world after that right and uh, from the foothills of the himalayan mountains so what i did I, I wanted to use the Meyer lemon that is very prominent in this part of the world. Right. And it is, it's in the season right now, so we do all the seasonal menus. Sure. So I made this uh, lemonade jelly with the Meyer lemon. Wow. And, and of course, you can see the dill inside it. Yes. It's, it's just, it, it was mixed during the process and okay. then jellified. And then, and then it then jellified, it's, right. Yes.
0: Okay, so this octopus, I've got a little meat. I've got a little bit of the sauce. And I'm going to give this a try. Oh, wow. Those mullets have a little crunch yeah. to them. And that sauce is... Oh, this definitely has a kick. Yeah, a little bit of a I kick think. to it. And the octopus is... It's not so chewy like you see. Like, it's a yeah. perfect melt-in-your-mouth kind of bite. Yeah. Yes. It's excellent. And, uh, for
2: the jelly. Did you try the jelly on the side? Let me try this yeah. jelly. Yeah. It goes really well with it. the sweetness of the jelly and the sourness as well at the same time. And the right. freshness of the dill
0: right that jelly just it just releases in your mouth and then the chewiness of that octopus it pairs really well together that sweetness it's a perfect amount of sweetness Mm. excellent gorgeous and it is a little i'm not too spicy but it is definitely spicier than the other things i've tried tonight
2: yes it has a little kick you need that kick because because jelly is sweet so it's it try
0: right. to, And that helps. And that helps. this flavor remains on the back of your tongue a little bit. A little bit. Yes. I'm like
2: uh, And you know, after you finish the dish, it leaves you wanting for more.
0: Oh, definitely. <laughs> Everything today has left me wanting more. <laughs> hey, Manchu, I want to thank you so much for sharing these different cocktails with me and, and with our listeners. Because... You know, it can be intimidating to dine out at an Indian restaurant and people don't know what they're going to get or sometimes they don't know about all the flavors. But I think it's really helpful with all this knowledge that you gave us today to let people come in and experiment and try something and uh, they probably, you know, they will not regret it.
1: I mean for sure and it was absolutely my pleasure actually talking to you and I always love talking alcohol to be honest yeah. <laughs> so do I
0: yeah. I like drinking alcohol and uh, talking because alcohol
1: because that's the only thing I know actually because I've dedicated my entire life to alcohol that doesn't mean I'm an alcoholic but <laughs> I love making those drinks but there are many many more creations actually and we always keep changing the menu with every season so every time you come or walk to Musafir you'll see some different cocktails on food for sure but then yeah thank you Thank you for no, this conversation. Sure. This
0: is awesome. Thanks. What a dreamy experience. I have to tell you that part of the fun of dining at Musafir is savoring the beauty of what you are indulging in such vivid colors in the food and the cocktails are equally as pretty. I'm going to share photos of the things I tried on social media so you can see exactly what I mean. But I highly recommend paying a visit. Regardless of where Indian food ranks on your list, this is a must experience destination in Houston. And if you see Chef Mayank, I urge you to strike up a conversation. I guarantee you will learn something new and surprising about food. My favorite cocktail today was the gin and tea, but y'all give them a try and let me know which one tops your list. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to sip and savor. If you want to connect on social media, you can follow me at hot pink Houston on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and follow at sip and savor podcast for behind the scenes moments and photos of the food restaurants and people I discuss in each episode. Also, you can check out Musafir on social media. Follow at Musafir Houston on Instagram. If you love this podcast, please do subscribe and look out for new episodes every Wednesday on the Eat, Drink, Dine podcast network. Until next week, sip and savor well.